Welcome to Startup Confidential. What food and beverage industry players will never tell you that you need to know if you're running a startup. Let's do this. Welcome to Episode 63, a structural solution for low levels of funding of female businesses. Look, it's no secret that female-operated startups receive far less funding than those founded by men. The apparent obnoxious reason for this is how humans form high-trust relationships, like those involved in giving millions of dollars to strangers. Investors do this with people who are most like them, along lines of age, gender, class, and race. And when they break those rules, they break as few of them as possible. Why? It eliminates variables. It allows them to focus on more nuanced signals of trust, literally on the signals of professionalism, commitment, etc., that matter the most to writing those huge checks. Look, sexism in funding is currently a given. It's not going away anytime soon. I'm suggesting here that this is unlikely to solve itself if we just wait for male investors to change their minds. Or it might take decades, since the men with money today don't have much incentive to change unconscious bias in their heads. They have wives, friends, and plenty of investment options to keep them busy. So how do we accelerate change? How do we different-looking founders get access to more experienced, well-connected funds that actually offer value? I believe the best way to solve the funding gap from experienced, well-connected, and male-dominated firms is to use the financial levers and incentive culture of investment firms as the tool. I even feel this will be more effective than diversifying the GP ranks of key firms. And here's one idea of how to do this. Why not set up new funds with explicit funding targets for women and minorities as either a percentage of annual deals or even better, a percentage of fund assets? Well, one reason this idea might fail is it doesn't really have any near-term financial incentive built in for the GPs. They'd still have to believe women and minority founders can build brands that exit well years from now. That's that high trust thing. And let's face it, changing the world years from now is not why most venture capitalists get up in the morning. It might make their job more exciting to know their portfolio companies are trying to profit from changing the world, but their job is ultimately to please LPs or they won't get funded again. This primal fear of the white male LP continues to send them back again and again to the same white male brands for the next cool thing. There is absolutely an unconsciously tribal logic at work. So I don't believe investment targets are enough. You have to actually set the fund up to penalize GPs financially for failing to hit those targets. In professional services firm, there has been a long practice of reserving, say, 20% of annual compensation as a reward for meeting annual revenue targets that everybody agrees on. Or more common, simply issuing large bonuses to executives who hit specific objectives, revenue-related or otherwise. I would argue that investment firms would intuitively get the idea that part of their annual compensation might be tied to a corporate goal. So why not an equity goal? Why is this so fucking alien, an idea to bankers? The big challenge here would be to get the LPs, almost all white rich men, to go along with it. And this is actually why I like it. You see, LPs shouldn't really care who runs the fund's portfolio companies as long as the damn fund hits the targeted return rates. Their view of fund performance is probably a lot more rational than that of GPs to the extent that they are not actually inside the firm having to deal day-to-day with founders and deal-hunting realities. 
They don't have to experience interpersonal relationships across boundaries of fragile trust introduced by gender and racial differences. They have no stomach or patience for it, I would imagine, which is why they don't do that. Firms dominated by male GPs are very likely to persist, in my opinion, in seeing more potential in male founders, all other variables being equal. And so, you know, the sad thing here is that I think without a structural solution, a near-term financial incentive, some of the top VC and PE firms in the world risk out missing out on lucrative ramp-ups for minority and female founders whose innovation imagination focuses on population groups that male investors don't participate in at all. And I can't fault them for that. And more importantly, they don't understand them. As my book, Ramping Your Brand, alludes to, what drives exponential growth is a modern vehicle to a high-stakes social outcome. And what constitutes a high-stakes social outcome varies wildly depending on the social context in which you're standing as you do the measurement. This is the phenomenal power of niches to make the same thing look weird in this context and look super hip and cool in another. So it should literally pay quite well for male-dominated investment firms to structurally force themselves using incentives they get past their racial and gender biases and invest into these innovation niches. But that long-term rational payoff logic, I don't think will be enough to overcome the short-term interpersonal trust issues triggered by gender and racial differences. And that's why I believe they need to get penalized every year if they flounder. But there's another problem my idea <laughs> might also help address simultaneously by tying GP's annual compensation to hitting affirmative action-style deal targets. It will force general partners to take these underrepresented founders more seriously as business people which is really the underlying bias. Why? Because they would now become more powerful sources of bonus income, essentially, to them. Now, I realize that what I just outlined could lead to some awfully sloppy rush deal-making, like bonus chasing. Yes, it's a possibility, and LPs are the ones who might worry most about this, but I still feel it would work against the kind of bullying micromanagement and death by consultant that so many female founders have experienced over the years when they start to get involved with these folks. Oh, honey, you don't really like business, do you? So let me harangue you with the dozens of white male advisors until your head explodes with rage. And then let me replace you. So how does it accomplish this? How does it fight the bullying? Well, there are better odds than a traditional term sheet in preventing the kind of noxious condescension that a sexist GP would otherwise exhibit unconsciously, right? If they're handing you a bonus by working with you. Literally signing a female-led business up under my model would generate a near-term compensation return and put said GP in a much happier mood diffusing said condescension bias. That female founder would now become encoded in the relationship as the person who got me a bonus. Notice how I didn't say lady. I, I bet you did. That's all I got, folks. And be safe out there. Dr. Richardson's new book, Ramping Your Brand, is available now on Amazon. Please check it out and spread the word. And don't forget also to take his founder's quiz to see if your team is ready to ride the ramp of exponential growth. You can download the quiz at rampingyourbrand.com anytime. And feel free to share your scores with Dr. Richardson anytime at james at premiumgrowthsolutions.com.